0: Welcome to episode 62 of Horror Dads. Today we're going to talk about favorite and
1: least favorite horror remakes. Oof, this is quite the episode, buddy. So we've got, uh, it's what, spring 2022, baseball season just started. You and I were talking about episode topics and we were like, hey, swings and misses, right? So we figured we would tackle the, the remake subject matter. You, Jamie, are going to cover five... Uh, hits and I'm gonna cover five misses, right? So we're gonna talk about ten films, five good remakes, five bad.
0: Yeah, I'll have the homers and you'll have the strikeouts.
1: Yeah, I'll have the foul tip into the into the beans that yeah. uh, end in a strikeout because I've got I've got a couple <laughs> like really bad ones here that I'm gonna talk about. But uh,
0: I'll have the luxurious steak nachos and you'll have the <laughs> water boiled hot dog.
1: What's funny is. So I think I came up with this topic and then I was like, yeah, dude, like you can cover, uh, five, you know, good ones. I'll cover five bad ones. And then the past like 10 days have been miserable for me. Cause I just, yeah. <laughs> one of these movies took me like six settings to get all the way through.
0: There's some, uh, like when you look around, there's some really bad remakes.
1: Yeah. I'm there excited.
0: Are- I'm excited to uh, hear your list. Cause I have no idea what it is.
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, it like the, we don't like to hate on movies really in this podcast, which is which is totally fine. And I I'm not trying to hate on anything specifically, but I think it's it's gonna generate some good conversation. Yeah, so,
0: I mean that's not what we're doing here.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna dive into it in a minute, but before we do that, uh we, we have our standard uh, introductory stuff that we wanna get through and then we'll kind of jump to our list of yeah. of hits and misses. So uh if you're new to the show, welcome. If you're coming back, thank you for, for returning. Uh, so today you have just Jamie and I, we're not doing an interview episode, but we've got a great interview, uh, baked for our next one. However, tonight it's just us and we're going to hey. catch up and do our intro stuff and then we'll go ahead and jump into our episodes. So speaking of just us, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I feel like you're going to sing me a song.
0: <laughs> I should save this for our, maybe
1: our antic. Why don't we start with Family Antic? What's been going on with your family?
0: <laughs> well, so I took the kids to see... Uh, the wife and I took the kids to see Sonic 2. Oh. Yeah.
1: Dude, that looked
0: awful. So my... <clears throat> both my kids, but my oldest, loves fucking first Sonic. Loves it. Yeah. So um, he, like, could not wait for this. Like, when we went and saw Sing 2, the preview, you know, the trailer for it. <laughs> dude, I, I remember so yeah, distinctly. because exactly.
1: I didn't want to be at Sing 2, and then I ended up loving it. And I remember seeing the... Uh, The trailer for Sonic 2 and my wife was like, Is that Jim Carrey? I was like, Yeah, it looks like him, but I don't Why would he be in this? Yeah. (laughs) So, but go ahead, sorry.
0: (laughs) Uh do you remember all the shit when the first one came out? Like they showed like a preview of Sonic and the internet like was in such an uproar over the design of Sonic that they were like, All right, sorry about that. We're going to totally redesign Sonic and bring him back. (laughs) I don't know. And they did, and everyone was like, Okay, this is better. Um, but yeah, no. This one was, dude. This movie was like two hours and ten minutes long. What? But who makes a movie
1: for kids? Did it feel like that? Yes. Oh,
0: <laughs> fuck! Yes, it did.
1: Yeah, especially when you're in the, in the theater and not the comfort of oh your own my novel. god.
0: <laughs> you start uh, thinking like, am yes. I am I making making it up in my head that it's this fucking long?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, no. Just, god, it's always fun though. I. I used to hate going to the theater because I'm one of those who like the thought of sitting down for two hours to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I can't talk, you know, it's, it's tough, especially now because, you know, we have limited time because we're parents. We have full-time jobs. We have a podcast and it's like like when you get time with your
0: wife, is that what you want to do? Go sit
1: in a fucking theater and not talk to
0: each other for two hours,
1: committing to something for that length of time where you can't be expressive. It's kind of tough, but very tough i don't know man i feel like we've had some good theater experiences as of late yeah
0: what i was alluding to is that i love i love it now
1: yeah 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 for sure
0: um except for the thousand potty breaks that you have to take just won't stop
1: i'll punch a wall thinking about it
0: like you watch them chug the sprite that you let them have and you're just like
1: shouldn't let you have sprite and shouldn't let you have that big one minute we're leaving so i've got a family a funny family oriented story that's ...related to horror, actually. So we just had our buddy, Ghoulish Gary in on the podcast a few episodes ago. He has amazing artwork, and I picked something up uh, after we interviewed him, and it's one of his... It's his uh, Prowler print that he did, and I'm pointing at it behind me. It's amazing. But I have two uh, hmm. Prowler prints in my basement. So Chris Garofalo did one, and uh, our buddy, Gary Pullen, did the other, and my my oldest daughter came down because this is new artwork. I just hung it, and she was looking at the new prowler print and the old one, and she uh quietly, just like, not even to me, was like, "He's holding the same garden tool." And I was like, "What's that?" And she was like he's uh, he's holding that tool that you use to mulch." I was like, "I do use that to mulch." And she was like, "Yeah, what's yeah. that thing called?" And I it's said, a "Great <laughs> mulching tool. It's a pitchfork." <laughs> And she said, yeah, uh, are these the same movie? Did your friends make both of these? And I said, two different friends, but yeah, uh, these are great, great prints. So, yeah, we had a little bit of a laugh down here about that, but. Uh, yeah, good eye. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. But what, what have you been watching, man? Anything, anything new? Anything now every exciting? time I mulch, I'm going to think about it. So. Oh, you better. Yeah. I mean.
0: All right. So this is where I'll tell this story is uh, <clears throat> you and I, we started this poll on Patreon. Uh, where we pick three movies we have not seen. Uh, The patrons vote, and then we watch one, and we discuss it in a special Patreon episode. Uh, So last night we were getting ready to watch uh, The Winner, should I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So the one that won was Mausoleum From 1983. Yeah, Um, and it feels every bit of 1983. (laughs) So, but before we, like, we got to the title screen, and you and I decided we had to go to the liquor store to buy tequila, so we go to the liquor store. This very nice uh, older lady is uh, commenting p- on bar, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we both got tequila and she was like, be careful. Tequila makes your clothes come off. Yeah. And we were both like, oh,
1: uh. uh, kidoki. And you and I do not drink tequila. We both no. just got the itch for some reason. Yeah. Both woke up naked. What the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> and for whatever reason, we both bought a bottle which is probably going to last us quite a while, uh, but yeah, this very weird experience occurred. But then we went back, we watched the movie, and it was we did it was an experience. So if you want to hear our full assessment, all our thoughts on it, head over to Patreon. Uh, you can check out what we had to say about it. But this was a it was a fun one hmm. to say the least. There was there was <laughs> this movie was a lot to handle.
0: It's a lot. That's a, that movie is a lot. Like most of these early '80s horror movies, a lot of fun to watch uh, with company.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the lighting and di- like the. Mm. With you some, and I are like lighting yeah. sluts, though. We love good lighting. Yeah, I think a little bit of direction and editing. Like this movie had immense potential. But yeah, uh, you'll you'll hear our, our full thoughts over on, on Patreon. So let me ask
0: you this. Would you like to see a remake?
1: No, I would not. <laughs> pass. pass. <laughs> I don't want another bottle of tequila and I don't want a remake of that movie. No, thanks. Yeah. What have you been watching? So I checked that out. And also since the weather's been getting nice, we're prepping for a new episode with a very special guest. So I have quietly been tiptoeing mm. into the Friday the 13th uh, since we're, you know, mid-April now and weather's getting kind of nice and <clears throat> I'm, I'm dude dipping back in. Like if I owned a campsite,
0: i'm cleaning out my cabin right about now you know getting ready oh dude you are got pledge in there you're you're
1: light like pledging Mm -hmm. it smells like clean wood in that place right now No, i totally agree
0: hanging new signs getting the archery uh range all (laughs) set up just you out there practicing (laughs) (laughs) working on that
1: stump and you're screaming uh you want to see my trick shot just to yourself yeah
0: (laughs) wearing indian headgear
1: Oh, man. So, have you been buying anything recently? I actually
0: have my finger on the trigger for a few things, but I have not uh, pulled it yet. What are you looking at? So, um, what I'm wearing is a long-sleeve tee. It's my first long-sleeve tee with designs on the sleeve. Uh, We discussed this before. Um, I broke the seal, so now I'm ready for a new one. So, the Toxic and Fright Night long-sleeve is really... uh, In your sights? Yeah. In my crosshairs yeah uh also just like literally everything fright rags i have so i can't like i when i go to a site it's like i do that thing where i want everything so i buy nothing
1: 20 percent off this weekend i know i know man
0: i feel like if you're gonna buy from fright rags today this weekend is the weekend
1: yeah do it so you you just have stuff you're looking at yeah I, yeah, yeah i did pick up a couple things actually so i bought um our our buddy Jillian Wolczyak over at the Smell of Fear Candle Company. She oh, love her. I mean, not only is her company amazing, and not only is she incredible, but uh, her her the branding and the concepts behind what she produces is just incredible. So it really is, dude. I bought this Camp Crystal Lake candle. It's I think uh, fifteen or eighteen ounces, and it's going to come in a tin box, and it's going to smell like lake water and other just the description it just pulled right at my heart it was the last one she had too so I picked that up and uh Jillian's got a brand new uh, set that's going to be released here for for early summer so please head over to smell of fear and check out her stuff but I bought one of those and our other buddy Matt Pepler just released uh, a new t-shirt and I picked up I think it's the uh what is it horror um i'm gonna screw this up yeah it's horror or death or something it's a uh it's basically like an ode to being a fan of the genre kind of t-shirt and i picked that up uh not only do his shirts fit amazing not only is he a great designer but um he packages everything by hand with care and he always sends extra goodies so please check out matt pepler if you've not oh man yeah love that human being All right, man, so you covered what you're wearing. You've got your new scream, glow-in-the-dark, cavity colors, long sleeve on. You finally broke the seal. You are in on the long sleeve game, yeah? All in. I still haven't. I feel like I got to get there.
0: Yeah, I feel like uh, you find the right one. Get in there. Keep going.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I have something self-serving on, I guess. Mm -hmm. I have a Horror Dads t-shirt on
0: designed also
1: by matt pepler but i wanted to wear this today for one specific reason you know what that is Mm -mm. okay let me tell you jamie so baseball's back on it was what 70 degrees today we're heading into summer the pool's gonna open soon and holy shit tank top season is gonna be here very soon very very soon also very soon horror dad's tank tops will be here so I'm wearing a horror coming. dad's tee right now. However, keep an eye out for the pre-sale. We're going to be releasing some uh, horror dad's tank tops. We spoke with a printer this week on selecting and finalizing <clears throat> templates and designs. So keep an eye out. Uh, it's going to get nice out. And sh- dare I say, sun's out,
0: guns yeah. out. <laughs> Only the coolest yeah. to say that. I didn't, get yeah. your barbells out. Get your dumbbells. Get your dad arms out like Jamie. Get
1: going.
0: Yeah. Get your tattoos all lotioned up.
1: Yep. That's what you got to do. It's your time to shine. So a couple plugs before we get into our episode, though. Um, We have a couple new patrons we need to welcome. So Nathan Glaze and Johnny Seymour, uh, welcome to the crew. So thank you both so much for subscribing. Uh, We appreciate it. We appreciate the engagement and the, the... the commitment to jumping on board for extra content. So as Jamie mentioned, we have our never seen it segment. We're going to be talking about um, mausoleum this month, but we also will have a watch through episode that we're doing um, this month. Do we want to unveil it now or go for it? Yeah. We're going to watch through Friday the 13th part three. And um, we actually next week we'll be interviewing Larry Zerner who played Shelly in Friday the 13th Part 3, one of our bucket list favorite characters of all yeah. time. Hell yeah. So incredibly excited about that. So to, to pay homage to that, uh, Jay, Jamie and I will be watching through that movie. And then we're also going to have a special bonus episode uh, this month, which will be, I don't know. We don't know yet. yet. Yeah. But, Surprise um,
0: for, us all, for us all.
1: Yeah. So that'll be great. Um, but welcome to our new patrons. So thank you both for subscribing. We've got a, te- a $10 tier, a $5 tier Access to a bunch of great content. Um, I mentioned our merch. Please check out uh, horrordads.com if you're interested in seeing uh, our t shirts that we have available. New merch to come. And uh, I do want to note also that we live in Northeast, you know, Northeast Ohio, mm-hmm. and we have uh, pretty close proximity to a convention that's happening in June, right?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Called the Living Dead Weekend. So it's going to be a a whole night of living dead sort of themed uh event that's happening. Uh we talked to our buddy Ben from Fright Rags, he's gonna be there. We talked to our buddy Ghoulish Gary Pullen, he's gonna be there, and um some other great vendors as well. So um we're gonna we're gonna hopefully be there at least Saturday the eleventh to check that out. So if uh we have local folks that are around and want to check that out and meet up for a for a pint, we'll be around.
0: Yeah. I can't wait. I'm Indeed. excited.
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're going to ride our bikes there. It's that close. Not really, but it's very close. We tell, I get in the car, cause played up. And you're like, <laughs> Jamie, what the fuck? Before we jump into our episode, we have one quick note from a sponsor here that I need, need to note. Own the all new Scream movie on 4K, Ultra HD and Blu-ray. Starring Nev Campbell, David Arquette and Courtney Cox. Scream is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Own it today and get killer bonus content, including interviews with the cast Deleted scenes, and much more. Directed by Matt bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillette. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Well, Jamie, you ready to remake let's our do friendship? It. Let's go. All right, let's go. Do you want to do uh,
0: bat? Do you want to strike out first or do you want to uh, go go yard, as they say?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, let's, let's strike out first. We'll end with a home run. All right. Top of the ninth, bottom of the ninth. Ready? Okay. So we're going to volley back and forth. I'm going to, I, John, I'm going to cover the, um, the remakes that were misses. Jamie's going to cover the remakes that were hits. I'm thinking we'll probably do a part two of this later on and maybe flip positions. Yeah. Uh, and I'll cover, uh, the, the hits and you'll cover the misses. We didn't really talk about this, but you know, what's funny though,
0: is that I was thinking the same concept, but for Patreon,
1: there we go. I mean, at some point, uh, uh, everyone will have access to this content. We'll figure out how that will happen. All right. So let's talk about a a firm, firm strikeout.
0: Okay. Oh, wait, real quick. Is this a top five?
1: Like, are we going in any order or is it just, I put mine in an order? Okay. Yeah. Like. My, the last one I'm going to talk about is the worst of the bunch in my I got opinion. You. So, okay. So I'm going to 2006. My hair was still long. I had just graduated high school. My mm, first, I think mine was long too. First year of cult. I mean, Harry Potter's was long in, in, yeah. in the fourth movie. Cause that was the <laughs> thing that happened this time yeah. of year, yep. uh, this time of life. I mean, so This movie was certainly a product of its time And I have a lot of comments about that actually As part of my description cool. So we're going to 2006 A remake of uh, Richard Donner's Classic 1976 film The Omen Damien Look at me
0: Damien It's all for you What's wrong sweetie it's just a church, that's all. She's sick. He's cold as ice. What's the matter?
1: Those other kids didn't want to play with you? <laughs> They're afraid. Hello, Damien. I'm here to protect you.
0: There's something about Damien. I was at the hospital the night your son was born. What do you know about my son?
1: All right, so this was directed by John Moore, starring Leif Schreiber, Julius Stiles, and the dude speaking of Harry Potter that played Professor Lupin oh. in this movie. I was watching it and I was like, "Who is this guy? He looks so familiar." And then I, Julia re- Stiles, yeah, Julia Stiles. I haven't
0: seen this one in a long time.
1: Yeah, she's the wife in this one. Oh, so quick synopsis for those that are unfamiliar with the Omen: This is about an American official who realizes that his young son may literally be the devil incarnate. So our story here uh, is essentially that you have a husband and wife, young, prosperous, prevalent, uh, functioning members of, of high society, I guess. And there is an incident that occurs where uh, they're having a baby. The baby dies during birth and the father... Basically, makes a snap decision without consulting the mother that they're going to take a baby also from the ward and have it as their own. And the mom's going to grow up thinking, hey, this is my baby. And the dad's going to carry that secret forever. Right. So that's basically the theme of the omen here. Yeah. But uh, the classic film. Uh, I enjoy a lot. I love, love it the original. I love the tone. I love the theme. I do enjoy how serious it is. Um, it's more serious, I guess, than is typical, I think, for y- you and I, just our standard taste. But I love, I love the, the way it feels, right? Mm. I love that whole, uh, the first two are so fucking good. So let's just shift real quick right. to the remake. Okay. Yep. So just bear with me for a moment. I'm gonna speak in, um, I guess, in a quick analogy. So imagine going on vacation, Jamie. Okay, you're fucking revved to go hang out for a weekend or a week at a place you've never been, and you just want to chill. But your friend you go on vacation with says to you, "I have our itinerary plan. Itinerary planned. We're gonna day one. We're going snorkeling. Then we're gonna have lunch at El Crab." Then we're going to go do this. Then we're going to go do that. And they have like every hour planned out. I'm out on that. Yeah, exactly. That for me. Is a a nightmare. It's a nightmare. (laughs) And that is to vacations what this movie is to movies, in my opinion. And let me walk you through why. Okay. There is so much scene change in this film that you lose your mind. I cannot imagine. I don't know what the budget is. I should have checked on this film, but it had to be a gazillion dollars because every moment they're on a new quest, they're on a new corner of the world. And this guy's literally sprinting from like corner to corner, just casually like checking off things that he's, he's doing. It's a mixture between like Harry Potter and James Bond with a little, dusting of uh, horror remnants being sprinkled <laughs> over the top, right? Okay. And uh, so this came out 2006. You know what else came out in 2006? Yes. The Da Vinci Code. This movie is basically The Da Vinci Code mm. Part 2. The Italian uh, religious uh, oligarchy uh, influence over the entire film. I understand that's part of of the original, so they're trying to pay service to it, but I think that they're riding a, a tide, uh, a, a set of coattails that was was pre-established, and they're not, they're not in their own movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Too many characters, uh, t- too many things <laughs> happening. Uh, the movie's kind of too serious. It bites off too much. And leave Schreiber's voice in this movie. What's wrong with It is so ridiculous i'm getting pissed thinking about it the entire time because when i think of him i'm like oh that's cotton weary or oh sure. it's ray donovan right yeah those are the two prominent roles that he's played cotton weary's portrayal is probably like more like his his speaking voice but in this movie he honestly it sounds like he's reading a eulogy every sentence he says every time he fucking yeah. talks he's like Oh, yes, I did. I I adopted my son, and there may be six, three sixes on top of his head, but I can't. I can't think of
0: that. And it's just, it's too... It, it's funny you mention that, because I just got a flashback to watching this, maybe over uh, Halloween on, like, AMC or something. Yeah. Um. I just caught a flash of it on TV, and I was watching it, you know, like, while cooking or something. And um, I remember thinking, like, Liv Schreiber is so, like, one note in this fucking
1: movie. Dude, it's crazy. There's no and,
0: fluctuation in his voice as to, like, what you were saying.
1: And I get the... Because they're trying to draw a parallel to politics. And, like, the Lupin character at one point even says, like, Hey, stay with me here. I'm reading this... Uh, I've done research and I've identified this, like, reference to scripture where there's a, I, I think it's related to politics and your career. So I think he's, like, trying to play that, like, suit uh, of... Of like, hey, you're you are the standard American politician kind of thing. Sure, not in your own environment, but I feel like there's no depth to that, and I feel like it's like legitimately like a centimeter deep. Not there's like zero zero depth. Yeah, in my opinion. So, uh, things I like. I thought the housekeeper's death when like from a remake perspective when the housekeeper j- jumps off the side of the mansion and hangs herself um yeah that's pretty gnarly and uh, well done in this one and then the character of uh the photographer the the lupin dude plays in this in the original it's that uh that pane of glass that decapitates him and Mm -hmm. this one there's a pretty neat uh Mm, i love that imagining of that yeah so i thought those were pretty cool but Overall, it's a whiff in my opinion.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the uh housekeeper like jumping off the balcony and hanging herself? Didn't that happen in the second omen?
1: No, that that was the first one. I mean, okay. it may it may happen in omen two as well. I, yeah. don't, I it's been a minute since I've seen that one. But okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with, man. The omen from two thousand six.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I'll uh, have to not go back and watch that.
1: <laughs> and again, like we're not the last thing we want to do is shit on movies, but if like, if I'm being put in a corner and being asked to... Now I'm flipping pages and there are a couple of fucking movies on here I actually just hate, so I'm not even going to finish that Yeah, sentence. dude,
0: come on. It's okay to say a remake sucks. All right. You're
1: up, buddy. Let's hit a home run with a remake.
0: All right, so this one is a it's pretty accurate remake. Um, it's about a traveling family that falls victim to a group of mutated cannibals in a desert Far away from civilization. You know what movie this is? Pills Have Eyes? Yes, sir. 2006.
1: Hey, can you imagine the first people that crossed this desert? They didn't know where they were.
0: Yeah, I can, because neither do we. Hey, get up. Tell me again why we couldn't fly like normal people. Don't see too many travelers around here. Where are you all headed? San Diego. You have a safe trip. Did
1: you find a signal? No, nothing. Next year, I am going to Cancun.
0: This one is almost like pretty fucking close. Not identical, but almost. Yeah, dude. Um, they took some liberties. So the original came out in 1977. So we're pretty far removed. Um, this one is the same plot. A family is traveling to California. Um, instead of just staying on the main roads, they... They veer off. to some weird scenic route. Uh, the guy at the gas station gives them directions. The, so, if I remember correctly, the first one is, like, the guy gives them directions, they go, the dad decides to, that he knows better than the gas station guy, Goes off course. Like The guy tells him, stay on the main road. Doing the standard dad thing. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, This group of, like, fucked up Flintstones comes and terrorizes them. Uh, Wearing just, like, you know, animal skin and shit. uh, Carrying clubs. And in the second one, or in the remake, it is more like, isn't the gas station guy kind of in on it?
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a... A soft lead for sure yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. uh so he kind of sends them where they now they stay on the road but these now in this one the creatures are more they're mutated
1: due to uh nuclear fallout yeah it's like a little bit of a chernobyl sort yeah, of yeah they kind of
0: flip the story a little bit mm-hmm. which is cool uh it makes the it makes the guy the family a lot fucking scarier uh yeah. they're not just creepy cannibals these are like actual monsters you know yeah uh the 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 one guy reminds me so much of the monster from Funhouse, Uh, just like, like his facial (sighs) design. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this one is, is more like sinister from the get go. But one thing about both of these movies is, you know, a lot of times in remakes we'll try to add like a comedic tone, not in this fucking one, man. There's nothing Um, funny about this There is no levity at all in these movies. No. They're both very dark and depressing. Um, they both kind of flip like, morality on its head. Whereas the people you think are the morally correct. The antagonists also become
1: protagonists. Right. Uh, (sighs) Did you see this movie in the theater? No. I remember distinctly seeing this movie in the theater with my wife, who was my high school girlfriend at the time. And there was this little boy in the theater in front of, Of us with his family. This kid had to be like. I don't know. Seven. Oh, like. No. Yeah. Our oldest children's age. No, you have to leave for this movie. Right. Mm. And he. uh, At one point they were sitting right in front of us, the whole family. And I don't know what the jump scare was that happened, but his his popcorn like he threw his popcorn in the air literally like he threw <laughs> it in the air and it splashed all over britney and i and we felt so sorry for the the child and we're very curious as to why he was in there yeah so family if you're listening just shoot us a note let us know why mm. why you introduced your child to this did, movie because did it's they no, it's stay the whole like, time oh yeah
0: oh my god you think at some point they'd be like all right this is probably inappropriate too much yeah no. Like I said, my dad pulled me out of son-in-law when I was like 13. <laughs> well, yeah, then your stepdad had you
1: watching Basic against: When I was like 11, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I was so confused. Yeah. yeah. So, but do you like this movie? Uh, yeah. I mean. But you like so you the can't remake.
0: can't say. Yeah, you can't really say. For me to say that I like this shit is just fucked up, fucked up yeah, right? Yeah. Um, do you
1: enjoy this movie, I guess, is my question.
0: Yeah, It's one of those that I'm not, I probably won't watch every year. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I don't know if I've watched this since 2006.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just too, like we said, there's no levity in there. So it's just very heavy and very, you know, there's a rape scene, which I hate. Yeah. But the one thing about these movies, man, is it, it really is a frightening thing. You know, most of the atrocities take place in the middle of the day. Yeah. You're miles from fucking anywhere.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: You're just sitting there helpless in this trailer, you know? It's just so, like, the whole idea is so terrifying. Uh, but, yeah, I, this is one where I would say I prefer the remake over the original. And I hate saying that because, you know, we all love Wes. Yeah. Uh, no,
1: this this is just an easier watch. Wes for life, but I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. All right, man, I'm with you.
0: And I think Alexandra Aja just killed it.
1: Yeah. This movie is very well acted, and you... You hate and root for... You root and root against characters in the most dramatic way, which is...
0: Like the nerdy kid becomes a hero, which I always love. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Wes Craven came up with the idea for the remake. Uh, He saw the way the remakes were going and the success they were having, and I guess he... I don't know if this is accurate, but I read that he handpicked Aja for the director's role, so
1: that's pretty cool. It's crazy we're picking... Uh, films all from the same kind of era here. It shows our age, I guess, but...
0: Also, remakes kind of hit their heyday in this time, I feel
1: like. That mid-2000s was yep. when it really clicked.
0: And th- those were accurate remakes. I think we're now in the recall remake era. Yeah. That's, that's just where
1: we are. Yeah, I totally agree. So I'm going to I'm gonna go also with the mid-to-late-2000s pick. So I'm going with uh, back... So Jamie picked a home run i'm gonna go with a strike out here yeah and foul tip this this is not a foul tip this is a <laughs> i fouled a ball onto the sole of my foot and will never walk or love again oh
0: yeah broke the pinky toe
1: so and don't get me wrong like we're gonna get some shit for this but whatever so i'm going with 2007's rob zombies halloween <laughs> Police as Manson like in its viciousness, three people brutally murdered, and a 10 year old boy being held in custody.
0: You haven't said a word for 15 years.
1: This summer, Rob Zombie unleashes a unique vision of a legendary tale. I don't want it to appear that I don't like Rob Zombie or that I don't like any of the cast from this film. I think Daniel Harris did a great job. Scout Taylor Compton did a great job. Malcolm McDowell's fucking, I, he's like, and, and, like he's one step away from Anthony Hopkins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're in the same pretty captivating. Yeah. And he does an amazing job and it's really well acted.
0: He rides a real balance between chewing the scenery and, and you know what t- I
1: mean? Tyler means uh, depiction. Like, I think he does a great job too. Yeah. As, yeah. as, as, Michael Myers. However, on the whole, I can't, it's the tone, the tone. Our, our synopsis here is after being committed for, uh, for 17 years in um, I guess a psychiatric ward, uh, Michael Myers is now a grown man and still horribly dangerous and intimidating and he escapes from the uh, mental institution and immediately returns to Haddonfield where he tries to find his sister. Right. So pretty, pretty close to the concept of the original film. However, they show a lot more.
0: So that, in general, that they
1: do. <laughs> yeah, dude. In general, I'm not into the, just the, the aesthetic of this film, you know, the, the tone, uh, the intent, the, just how mean spirited, it is and it 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 pulls you into that right from the rip. Yep. The the introductory sequence in my opinion is just incredibly too mean. Um the relationship with the stepdad saying like disgusting like horrifyingly disgusting things to the stepdaughter uh oh man, the mom being a stripper, the well, just the, <laughs> the boyfriend like being so horrible looking and introducing the mask and just like the whole thing is just, it's literally like eating the worst piece of candy that is incredibly sour. (laughs) And I think that was probably the intent. So it like, it hit the mark and it resonated for a lot of people, just not, not for me. Um, so I just, I'm not into the, the first fourth of this movie where it's the backstory. Um, um, I feel like I don't need that. I feel like I didn't need it when I saw the original Halloween and I feel like, uh, it coming at this juncture. Yeah, I get it. It's like, cool. This is something that hasn't been explored and something everyone's always wondered about, but it's like lifting a rock and looking underneath and being like, Oh my God, I never want to look under that rock again, in my opinion. Yeah. So I kind of feel like that's what happened here. Um, but so the intro, the, that, that, beginning just like quarter of the movie, just really not into. Uh, and then there's just subtle stuff like, well, not subtle. There's stuff like, uh, the, and I don't know if this is in the theatrical version, but the, I know the unrated version for sure. The rape scene in the asylum when like that (coughs) for me is so, and I get, I get why I guess it was cut, but like, it shouldn't have fucking been there in the first place. like, That tone is just not for me. It just isn't. No. And it's unnecessary. It's probably not for most people. Yeah, it's... Honestly, I feel like it's kind of... I don't know. I guess unacceptable is a word I would use, but maybe... (coughs) Isn't up to me to decide, but... Yeah. For you, it is. Yeah. For me, yeah. That's fair. Uh, But I'd rather kind of roll along again without the the origin story. But once it gets to like the remake, remake portion, I do have to say, I love the characters. I love, um, Lori's parents in this are great. <laughs> yeah. I love their relationship with Lori. The jump scare when the parents actually get killed was really, uh, out of nowhere and off putting. And I thought that was incredibly well done. That was actually my, probably my favorite sequence of the film. Um, just because it was so, uh, out of nowhere, but this movie and I get it like Michael Myers is savage, but to me, this, this movie on, on the whole is too, too savage, too mean, too, too nasty, too mean spirited, I guess. Sure. So that's my, my second, uh, whiff. Second whiff. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with
0: this one. Um, and then it's no secret that you and I are not huge fans of this
1: movie. The sequel that resulted from this.
0: Even it makes this one even worse that it generated such oh, that dude. it had such a child.
1: I'll flip a table <laughs> talking about
0: it. This one is uh, I, I will say that I don't mind watching it every year. I don't go out of my way, but typically it'll come on or someone will put it on. Um, I've, I do feel some sort of compulsion to watch it every year. Um, uh, but it's not one, you know, like the original I can have on literally anytime. Like I could fall asleep to it. I can wake up to it. I could have it on, you know, the beginning when the kids are around yeah, that yeah. original or that remake. I'm not falling asleep to that fucking movie. I'm Ever. not waking up to it.
1: There's no comfort in it. No. And I guess that's probably part of the intent is for sure. Yeah. To keep you up because <coughs> yeah, maybe but, Rob was like, you know what? Everyone's
0: too fucking comfortable with this maniac killer. Yeah, I'm gonna flip it, which
1: he did. Yeah, he sure he for sure did, and I get nobody's comfortable in that world. Get and respect that. However, I'm uh, I'm out on this one.
0: I am also out on that one. Good pick. We're going to another uh, home run. This is a great, great remake. Uh, This is gonna be 2013's remake of Evil Dead. Five friends head to a remote cabin where the discovery of a book of the dead, better known as a Necronomicon, leads them to unwittingly summon up demons living in the nearby woods. All right, so we all know the original. Uh, 1981, year I was born, Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, later reconnected on a movie that we love, Intruder. Yeah. Both had five seconds screen time. Um, this, this movie is... <laughs> An amazing remake of an amazing original movie. Um, I actually kind of prefer part two personally. Um, you yes, well. But the original is great. The tone is much different than this movie. Uh, that one is a more, you know, right away, it's more of a lighthearted tone. Um, very innovative camera techniques. It's still, you know, you still see effects from that movie today, like the After Effects. Um, but this one is directed by Fetty Alvarez much darker tone. I don't know that there's really much joking at all because the, no, there's not the source material for this one. Um, or the plot I should say is Mia is a girl recovering from drug addiction, trying to, you know, come clean, get sober. Um, she's got her brother and three friends there along to help in this endeavor. And they are not, again, this isn't, there's no setup where the friends are all there being zany and having fun. Uh, they're there for (laughs) one thing and that's to try to get their friends sober. Uh, there's a lot of heartache and past, uh, scars, I should say, kind of with everyone, you know, she's, she, uh, has inflicted a lot of pain on her family and loved ones. And that kind of shows. And from there, it just gets darker and darker and bloodier and fucking bloodier. Uh, it never gets too over the top. It's like over the top without, being cheesy uh it is just <clears throat> it is a gore fest uh, I w- I would not recommend eating dinner like I was doing when I first saw it um <laughs> I would say this one modernizes and you know it modernizes the original it makes it darker um and it pays a lot of homage but it still feels very fresh it never feels like it's trying to rehash a movie, you know what I mean? It never. A lot of times, with especially the bad remakes, yeah, they go too far to try to show you it's a remake. Sometimes, and it's like this isn't necessary. We know it's a remake, um, but there's little things that just feel great, like the brother gives um his sister Mia the necklace, and it's very similar to when Ash gives his girlfriend the necklace in the original. Yep, uh, little things like that, without going too far overboard, just really make this movie. Uh shine for me. The characters are great. Um you really hate that dude that, you know, i'm oh, unlocks a ne- necronomicon, I should say. It's just like, ugh, fucking long oh, hair and dude, shitty beard.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that character's so over the top. But I totally agree with you. There's there's not a lot of levity heading into this movie. Uh unlike the the original versions of this movie where you've got the friend group driving into town and you're like, this is great. This yeah. looks like a a fun weekend that we're going to all have a blast. Like the, the, the script is certainly flipped here to your point. And, and everybody knows heading into the situation, like, Hey, we're all prepared basically for battle. Like this is going to be a tough weekend. We're here for a purpose. The purpose is altruistic and in intent, but we know that the, the road is going to be a, t- a tough one here and we're going to force Mia to dry out basically. Yep. That scene
0: towards the end. Ugh, dude. There's a scene towards the end when he's burying her with a plastic bag mm-hmm. over her head mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she starts talking to him. Dude. dude. Fucking I'll get chills right now thinking about it. This movie Ugh.
1: is it's nasty. It's 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 mean. It's uh grisly, but I think it's unlike because I the reasons I explained I didn't like Halloween are the I guess the reasons I kind of like this movie, yeah, yeah, in comparison to Evil Dead uh the, the original, but i I feel like this was more tastefully done um and didn't do a disservice to the to the original um but yeah, this one, but I also will say I like Halloween a lot more than I like Evil Dead, sure yeah. So for someone to say, hey, I'm going to toy with something that you enjoy. If if I had to pick and someone said like, hey, I'm going to remake this or that. What, what, what do you want me to do? I would pick the one I like less. Um, not saying don't like Evil Dead, but.
0: Yeah, I, but this this one didn't try to redo what we already know about yeah. a beloved. You
1: know, it's, it's different. Yeah, the, the task is much less daunting, redoing. <clears throat> evil dead than Halloween for sure. Yeah. However, I agree with you, man. I think this was way more tasteful and, uh, yeah, it's mean as hell, but it's really good. Great, great remake. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Yeah, I remember watching this when we were living in Chicago at the time. And I think we were all kind of not, I think we walked into it like me. I think we expected a good time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Me, you, <clears throat> uh, your wife, who's my sister and my wife, uh, I don't think any of us were married at the time. Maybe you guys were, but we, we were. Yep. Yeah. We sat down and it was like, it's like, it's evil dead. You know, let's get tacos tonight and exactly. and watch evil exactly. dead. And then We were like all eating dinner and it was like, Oh God, I can't eat and watch that idea. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm heading to another one.
0: That- I, I have to be honest. I'm more excited for the shitty ones because
1: <laughs> it's like the good ones. We all know what's good. So this one actually really pisses me off for a handful of reasons. And I got into this with my sister, who was your wife, last night, talking Mm -hmm. about it, in fact. But I'm heading to 2011, to a shitstorm of a wonderful film, original wonderful film. Okay. That is not a wonderful remake, called Fright Night. Hey, Mom. Hey, just checking in. What you up to? Uh... Adam Johnson. Adam. You know Adam's missing, right? Right? Kids aren't coming to school. It happens all the time. I don't know if you were paying attention to roll call, but he's not the only one that's gone. You're nuts.
0: This is my son, Charlie, and his girlfriend. Hi. So Jerry is our new neighbor. Hey. Hey. Now listen to me, we've up all the disappearances. That's you right there in the center next to his house.
1: I really hate to be the one to tell you this, but that guy, your neighbor? Jerry. Yeah, he's a vampire. (laughs) That is
0: a terrible vampire name, Jerry?
1: Yes, hmm, indeed. So directed by Craig Gillespie, starring a packed as hell cast. Very packed. Okay. I don't. I don't know. Anton Yelkin, Colin Farrell, Tony Collette. So we're this is a team. Okay, Imogen. Heap Poots. Poots. Imogen. I, I love her. Don't know her last name. Packed cast. All right. Yep. So we get in there and I, as the viewer, am thinking, I, I fucking love this original. This cast can't go wrong. And Disturbia has already happened. So they have legitimately the best canvas to please us. right? I mean, they do have a, a very good, very good source just, material. Just don't fuck this up <clears throat> is all. Here you go. Want me to tell you how they fucked it up? I'm going to tell you. First off, for those that have not seen the remake of Fright Night 2011, when a nice new neighbor moves in next door, Charlie, played by Anton Yelkin, Brewster! discovers that he's uh, an ancient vampire who preys on the community, and he enlists in none none other than Peter Vincent to try and uh, to stop him. Okay? All right, so let's pause here. Do you remember in the movie Scream 3, Roman?
0: Yeah, I mean, yes.
1: Finds that uh, <clears throat> his statue's head has been knocked off, and he's yeah. in that, like, terse scene where he's like, someone's trying to kill my movie. Someone's trying to ruin my mo-. I feel talking about this remake like Roman did in that moment. Yeah. It's like, don't fucking touch my movie. Do not touch Fright night. Okay. So that's how I feel off the get. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right. But Anton Yelkin, we love him. Disturbia happened. You've got a great cast. How can this go wrong? Well, this is how it goes wrong. You take it out of middle America. So the first one was filmed in California and felt like it may be California, but it also may be anywhere USA. Yeah. The original. Ohio. Exactly. The remake it's only one spot. You're like, "Okay, I'm in a desert town I'm in, in Arizona." Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. I'm Walter White lives in my community, right? Yeah. Like that's
0: <laughs> that, that is
1: it. Definitely.
0: So you're in this like But I don't I don't mind this setting like you do. This, so like do you like ET? Do you like that setting or no? Cuz it's very similar. ET is the original of ET so fine
1: i see what that you're saying you don't like there. that they
0: took it out of the su- a suburban neighborhood and put it in the fucking desert
1: and put it in the desert yeah like why plus you and i being midwest dudes are just like we enjoy the midwest suburban yeah setting. like trees and shit yeah yeah none of that not here. snakes dude no this is like from dusk till dawn <laughs> yeah The Titty Twister bars down the street, (laughs) and Walter White is having pizzas thrown on his house. The
0: problem with these neighborhoods, to your point here, is that they're so like one note. Dude, it's just like a brown tone. Yeah,
1: and I love like I, I love. I think we were talking. I can't remember what episode we've talked about the original Fright Night so much, Mm. but that scene where Brewster comes home from school, or um. Yeah, Brewster comes home from school, and his car door is like a different color from the rest of his car. And that woman gets out of the taxi, and she's like, "Hey, do you know where blah 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 address is?" And he like points, and she's walking down the street. Like that's that shot of that street. Like that is where we grew up. Yep. You and I both. Yeah, we grew yeah. up on that street, not that exact street, but a variation of it. And I feel none of that connectivity here. So I feel like instead of creating a automatic a polarity to 80% of the population watching this movie, they're like, okay, cool, we'll, we'll just do the .02%. Great, now people are ostracized and pissed, like me. Okay, so that's one, one. And that's not even the worst strike, in my opinion. The worst strike, in my opinion, is the CG motherfucking eye in this movie. That's what ruins it. Yeah. so bad that I honestly would rather watch like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse has a more cohesive visual appeal to it than this movie does. Because the disparity of people talking, interacting, doing whatever they're doing to the action sequences is so dramatic that you feel like you're watching four different movies at the same time. It's just, dis- it's despicable. And on un- it- and for Executives to go through layers and layers and layers to say like, Yep, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's uh next round, yeah, let's just keep going with this. Oh, can you add a little bit more blood there? It's it's unbelievable. And this two This is not that long this is ten years ago. Eleven. Yeah. Feels like it's forty years ago, man. I don't know about that. Well, there would be a better explanation if it were forty years ago mm. and they were trying to use computers instead of practical effects.
0: The CGI fucks this movie. Just. Yeah.
1: Total mess. My last issue on this film is Peter Vincent. Yeah. So I love the original Peter Vincent and I get that the character is supposed to be over the top and (laughs) your wife, my sister, was trying to explain to me what I already knew. She's like, well, no, he's not supposed to be cool and i'm like no i get that he's supposed to be a douche and he is a douche and i think he's a douche i just don't like him
0: and your sister my wife when she feels strongly about something oh she loves this movie she got she got real nasty with you yeah you fuck
1: i think it made me hate the movie even more yeah so all
0: right so i have some thoughts on this so you watched it you watched it one time with us playing skippo
1: drinking right Recently, no. Yeah, or, just the other day. Yeah, we, yeah, when we did was our your fantasy baseball draft. Yeah, that was
0: your first time watching it, right?
1: No, that was my first time. Oh,
0: I thought this was the first watch you had.
1: No, no, no. I've seen this movie. Okay. Yeah, I've just been against it so, for a while.
0: <clears throat> I've seen this movie twice. Well, three times now, because I watched it with you the other day. And the first time I watched it, I rented it with my wife, I think not long after it came out. Hated it. Fucking, <laughs> just like you, talking all the shit. Yeah watched it again uh maybe a year ago and um i don't know why my wife put it on i it was one of those like near halloween and we're watching horror movies and i was like you you know what tonight you pick the movie and she picked that and i did like the longest sigh you can do um and she was like well, i don't care you prick <laughs> we're watching it so i and also that might have played into it too as i went into it just like fuck this and, uh, I found myself really enjoying it. If you take it, like, I already went into it going like fucking CGI, stupid fucking, um, the setting, all this. Yeah. So I don't mind the setting as much as you. And I think a lot of it has to do with maybe coming off of breaking bad. That's that might even be why they set it here, you know, like the success of that show. Um, but for me going into it, kind of expecting to hate it again, I just love Anton Yelkin so much. Like his character adds so much yeah. to this movie. I do love him um, again. Imogen poots. Like she's just so like cute in this movie and just like such a good girlfriend. And I love their relationship. Uh, but yeah, the Peter Vincent and even the evil ed character, like get that dude fucking out of here. The super bad kid. Yeah. You Mc- know, McLovin. That kid yeah. yeah. Fuck that. Those are the two characters that really fucked it up for me. I hate Colin Farrell, but he was great <laughs> in this. Like, and the little like Chris Sarandon cameo, like, to this day, yeah, I'll cheer yeah, when he yeah, steps yeah. out of that car. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I get it, man. It, if you... I don't know. I wonder if they, they toyed with practical effects at all. Like the Thing remake. I, I need... Because, like, you're, you're right. How, could, must, how, did, how I, could anybody watch this and say this is passable? It's fucking ridiculous Without looking.
1: one exaggerating bone in my body, I need the answer to that question to be no. I need the, the, the philosophy, <laughs> philosophy to be that they went into this and they said from the rip, like, hey, we're just going to do CGI. Don't even fuck with practical. Mm. Because if there was an alternative that was not explored and taken advantage of, I, I'll, I will tear this house down that we're sitting in. It
0: takes so much away from this movie. It really, it really detracts from it, honestly. It makes it bad. Okay, so I'm kind of on board with you, uh, kind of on board with your sister, so that I don't get murdered in my sleep. I'm going to Switzerland
1: here, huh? All right. Yes, I am. All right. So let's head to. A,
0: Honestly, if Anton Yelkin wasn't the main kid, like if he wasn't Charlie.
1: Yeah, I do love Anton Yelkin. Yep. Rest in peace. We love you, buddy.
0: All right. So I'm actually excited to talk about this one. Um, this is a remake of a 1990 miniseries uh, where a story of seven kids, losers in parentheses, who join forces to take on bullies and a supernatural creature that feeds on their fear, which awakens every 27 years. This is It from 2017.
1: When you're a kid, I think the universe revolves around you. You think that you'll always be... Protected and cared for. Then, one day, you realize that's not true. Because when you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weaker. You don't even know they're getting closer.
0: The Any Muschietti Dude, I'll say it classic. This is fucking great. This first yeah. bit
1: is great. It part one, yeah.
0: Um Pennywise is a lot more manic and crazy in this one. Uh he's not very pers- not very personable. <laughs> Tim Curry is very it, you know they play it very different.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um
0: I don't mind the Skarsgård version. Again, the CGI kind of fucks it up a little bit. Um but the CGI is
1: at least like more Defined Way fucking more manageable at this point yeah. This
0: yeah. One. yeah. Um, but yep, yeah, here's the thing though: is you can watch Jurassic Park, and that shit still looks fucking real. Yeah. Whereas you watch Friday Night, and you're like, no, there is nothing even remotely
1: hey, real. Hey, uh, just checking in. What's our CGI budget here again? Uh, oh, it's eighty-five bucks. Yeah, Honestly, on Fright Night. Yeah.
0: Do yeah. you have <laughs> any plugins we can use for this CGI? No, we don't.
1: I I agree with you there. So
0: yeah. Um, all right, so the kids, I, I had read something where they said, like, they didn't think the kids' uh, relationship was as good as the first one. I disagree. I feel like I really related to the kids in this one. Like, the relationships are great. Um, I loved, like, the Bev and um, Ben relationship, you like, the and yeah, yeah, yeah. new kids on the block and all that shit. I thought everything was great. I thought the jokes were perfect. um, thought the... The kills fucking great, and there's some really scary shit in this one, dude. Like the that scene when they're in the garage. It's and best the one, dude. Fucking projector is going. It's so well <gasps> done. Oh man! On oh, my latest rewatch, I have theater, right Yeah, yeah. And it's really long, but yeah. it was so good. Yeah, yeah. You were kind of out on this one at first, right? No, no? Uh, not as much on just the, the second. One. The second one, yeah. I'm-
1: all out on but you've never uh, even finished it you just like it's no, like i still haven't but yeah <laughs> i've started that movie like nine times i haven't <laughs> right. finished it
0: i feel like the scariest part of that movie was in the trailer and that's kind of what fucked that one up for me
1: yeah this this movie though i'm mm. i uh i enjoy i think this, this is a really good one i love the the mini series uh to death yep. and i love this one in it's own respect i feel like they're uh movies related to the same story and that they carry their own torch, which I think is great. Yeah. Tonally they're different, but I totally agree with you on the friend groups. I, I felt deep connectivity and relationship to both of both the friend groups and both, uh, both movies. So yeah.
0: Yeah. There, there was no downgrade at all for me, uh, character wise. And yeah. I love all the man, just all the little things like the bad, I can't remember the kid's name, but the bad kid, the main one. Henry Bowers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, that scene, oh man, dude, with the fucking pocket knife or box
1: cutter or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. There's some nastiness. It's
0: real nasty. This movie is a perfect like display of being mean. Yeah. But still being fun. And, and to be honest, like there's not that much comic relief. You know, Richie of course is. The Finn, comic relief,
1: but Finn Wolfhard is you have in this, that shit. Yeah. yeah.
0: But you have, like I said, the new kids on the block jokes and stuff and it's there, but it's not over the top. Like it's not forced, you know, nothing feels forced in this one comedically.
1: And that's how the book is too. And I feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like in this realm, in this arena, there's so much reliance and there's so much reliant on the the original story which was one of stephen king's masterpieces right um where like you can't i feel like on on this like you can't get too far off the path and screw it up because like the source material is so authentic and well done um whereas fright night i guess is more of like a a fun Mm -hmm. sort of eighties one off and it was like, cool, yeah, let's just keep fucking around with this. Whereas yeah. in this one it's like, oh, we can't piss off Mr. King, right? <laughs> For sure. Like we we gotta do this right. And if we're gonna do CGI, we have to do it the appropriate way. So yep. I feel like that was probably all part of it. But yeah, dude, I totally agree. Like the casting, the authenticity of the relationships, uh the kills are really gnarly. There are actually some legit scary parts and part one, I I'm I'm all in on. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you.
0: Like that beginning scene with Georgie. Oh, the boat.
1: Dude. So well done. My God. So well done.
0: Which would you rather watch?
1: The original or this?
0: Yeah. The miniseries or this?
1: I would rather watch the miniseries.
0: <clears throat> I think that they're different, different days. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yes. Yeah. I'd rather watch the miniseries in a certain environment and there are Moments where I'd, I'd rather have this one on.
0: Yep. But if I'm going for a better movie, it's it's this 2017 remake. I yeah, think I mean, it's a better overall movie. Better. Not that the acting is bad in the miniseries, but when you watch that, you know, it's a fucking miniseries. You know, with John Boy Walton in there. Yeah. All right, buddy. Yep. Let's go back to the uh, dugout.
1: Oof, We're actually heading to the. Uh, <laughs> to the single a team. We're getting back on the, the bus to head back to yeah, yeah. the practice site. Uh, so I'm going to 2010.
0: A lot of 2000s for you. I mean, I guess, again, the remake.
1: They're all, yeah, yeah they're all in that realm. So 2010, this was uh, another one I saw in the theater. So 2010, A Nightmare on Elm Streets remake by Samuel Bayer. there's this man, and he's burnt.
0: fall asleep okay
1: shit so dude shit i've never been able to do a complete second watch all right so by the the point in time in which this film came out it's 2010 okay so 2007 halloween had a remake 2009 friday 13th had a remake You heard all the buzz, the chit chat, the bullshit. Hey, this is what was wrong with all of those. So by the time and you're in the core three, it's like, okay, of these franchises, this is the the last to get their remake right in this era. I saw what went wrong, what whatever went wrong and what the negative reception was on the first two. So let's make sure we don't make those mistakes. So in my opinion, it's inexcusable to get this movie wrong. By this point in time. But they got it wrong. You shit egg. The pacing in this movie is terrible. The kills are terrible. The dialogue is terrible. The way this story is displayed and communicated is terrible. And again, I don't like the comprehensive background on Freddy Krueger and why. And how and his, they really dive into the pedophilia component. Like, as a parent, watching this movie just makes me horribly uncomfortable thinking of, like, dropping my kids off at school. They really, really, really tap into and hone into that. And The Nightmare on Elm Street's like, I know the original one and two, like, aren't fun by any means. But it's not like you're grimacing and wincing the entire time you're watching it. Whereas with this, that the whole time I'm like, oh, fuck. No, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. saying the gardener likes to bring kids down to his cave and, mm. and toy with them. And she finds pictures of herself be- or of herself being, um, Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like really fucking dark, really grotesque. And Ugh. the whole, the whole thing, this is like, I guess like po- that Freddie versus Jason timeline of like, New metal and dark, 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 like saturated, dark cinematography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, not into this movie. I honestly think it sucks. The, it's, as you
0: mentioned, this area of remakes also is very heavy into the origin story. Yeah. Yeah. It's like even that Friday the 13th remake in 09, they did a little bit of, a lot of people were up in arms about that, Yeah. Dude, yes. Showing Jason and his little little backstory. Um Yeah, this one I have never been able So I watched this one with our buddy Connor, um, who's on one of our Patreon episodes. Yeah. And um we got back from me I think this was back when we were in a band together, we got back from band practice like late at night, and my your sister, my wife had our mutual friend Sarah sleeping over and Sarah is a notorious snorer. And so Connor and I got home. And this was when we lived in that little uh, apartment uh, in yeah. Spain. <laughs> so like there was only like one living space, you know. And yeah. uh, Sarah's sleeping on the couch, just snoring away. And Connor and I were watching this movie. Connor was like, if Sarah wasn't snoring, I would have been in sleep an hour and a half ago. But instead I'm watching this shitty movie because I can't sleep. Yeah. And uh, I was like, dude, this movie really is shitty. Like. I kind of went into it like, okay, I'll accept Jack Earl Haley, um, even though this doesn't seem right. I'll try to go
1: with it. And honestly, like, I feel like with better direction, this movie might have been okay. Like, I thought <laughs> he did an okay job. There were moments it, the the cards were just stacked against him. I nobody would yeah. want that gig. Honestly, it's, it's one like, thing
0: to, to like be like, okay, I'm going to wear the Michael Myers mask. Like, you may not like my gait. You may, may not like the way I walk but it's not the same as this i mean you got to be a personality a voice yeah. everything you know yeah. <laughs> it just it was an impossible task it's
1: equivalent to walking around naked honestly it's yeah, like it was, we're going to critique you while you do any any and every movement yeah
0: it was honestly unfair to ask anyone to do so props to him for even trying to take it on um, but, but I, also massive fail
1: i don't think he was the problem with the movie Honestly,
0: I was going to ask you that, but don't you think he was a little bit of the problem? I, I mean,
1: yeah, but the I don't think he, I don't think he was the sole issue with yeah. this film.
0: But also let me ask you this. If there was no Friday the 13th or if there was no nightmare on Elm street before this, in my assumption, you're not going to have dolls. You're not going to have an icon out of Freddie based on his Freddy. No.
1: no, no,
0: no. I mean, because the Freddy that we know is a goddamn icon. Everybody knows like my four year old son knows who Freddie
1: is to this day. You know what I mean? Like Ronald Reagan's not going to be referring to you in a speech. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yep. Yeah. So this movie's a miss. I think,
0: uh, Uh, I I honestly, I feel like I do need to rewatch it. I just can't. Like I tried one time and I was like, nah, I'm done. But I, I I was actually very curious in your thoughts on it because, um, I haven't like sat down and given it a rewatch.
1: And, I did the thing where I watched it the night before. I think like I had to go put my cat down or something. Oh. So it's one of those things like when you, you you eat a food and then you get the stomach flu and you're like, I'll never fucking have that again. Yep. So I I saw this in the movie theater with Never
0: drink Jagermeister again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I saw this in the theater with our buddy Zach Klein, who's a patron and friend of ours uh, in college. And I remember moving like leaving the movie theater and just being like, Oh God, that was horrifying. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then over the years I tried to watch it again and just couldn't get into it. And yeah. then I finally committed a couple of years ago and it was like the night before I had to put Pam down. And then uh, this week I watched it again. Like I, I was like, no, I'm going to fucking sit. I actually sat and watched all these movies uh, with the exception of, the, of Halloween because I've seen that more times than I care yeah. to admit. But I sat down and I was like, I'm going to give this one more go to see if it's going to have an opportunity to fall off my list. They all forged tighter to my list. Let me ask this you this: the um, the friend group in this one, what's that like? It's not. It's nothing. The I guess the relationship between Nancy and um, I can't remember his his name in this movie, but that I guess felt a little tighter than the Glenn thing. But I don't know, man. Like I feel like they tried to like force in. You're like 10 minutes into the movie and they're doing that above the bed uh, iconic scene. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like if you're going to redo any scene from the original movie, the bed blood scene is the one to do, right? Sure. Yeah. And they didn't tackle that. So it's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you redoing this cheap ass above the bed scene? Like instantly just to say like, Hey, opening bands here. This is good enough. Yeah, don't yeah, forget yeah. about this. It just—it's—I I don't know, man. The pacing and so I'm looking through
0: the cast list. I do like that kid uh, that plays, I guess, the main kid in this
1: one, Quentin. Yeah,
0: yeah I yeah. like that guy. And I noticed that uh, Clancy Brown is in this. I don't remember him in there.
1: Yeah, and the dude, um,
0: the and Connie, whatever her name is from uh, American Horror Story, she's in there. Connie
1: Britton, yeah, yeah, she's the mom. And the dude from I'm Always the mom, she's looked like a mom. She just, so she's she the like mom. 15. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the dude from the uh, from Disturbia, the friend, and who's in Friday Thirteenth <laughs> oh, remake. He's he, in this, t- of course. Like any two thousands like horror oriented movie, he has like a sequence on a computer, like uh, a video file. Oh which no, she yeah, finds. yeah, yeah. So uh, that was like kind of cool too, but. This this is a big whiff for me.
0: Hmm. I'm interested to uh, know what more people feel about this movie. Yeah. Like, do you think what anybody is, likes it? Uh, <sighs> I feel like the only way you could like this movie, and I'm not again, this isn't a diss. It's I'm not putting anyone down for liking this movie, but I feel like the way that you would like this movie is if you if if this was your first introduction into the franchise. Yeah,
1: maybe that's the only way you can you appreciate it. Yet. Yep,
0: I just feel like. We're too. You're too far behind the eight ball to try to read. If if Robert England isn't doing it, you know, to me, it shouldn't be done. Yeah. That's just my take. Is what it is. All right. So we're gonna go to my number two. Um, this might be one of the best remakes on my list, <clears throat> uh, but it did not take the top spot. Also, disclaimer: I left out my two favorite remakes. Actually, probably. From this list, just because we've talked about them so much, my number one would be the thing. My number two would probably be Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Both amazing remakes, both two of my favorite horror films.
1: So you're talking about the Body Snatchers from the '70s with yes Donald uh, Sutherland, Sutherland. Yep. and the, the and the thing 80s with the John thing. Carpenter yep. a thing
0: are are easily two of my most favorite remakes. I left them off this list just because we've talked about them just so fucking an much. exhaustive amount. Yep. Yep. So, my number two on this list today is going to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Tell me how much you got. How much? That much. That much? That much.
0: much.
1: Hey, are you okay? They're all dead.
0: The I'm going to have to call the cops, I
1: guess. Excuse me! What the hell was that? What? I just saw something.
0: So this is 2003. Uh, this is a remake of the 1974 Toby Hooper classic. Classic, John. hmm Group of kids wander into... The wrong fucking neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the synopsis. <laughs> um, so. I, the first movie to me is, is the best. It's the best movie. This movie is more rewatchable.
1: The original? Is the, the original
0: is the, is the best of the franchise to me. Um, I mean, I think a lot of it for me has to do with just the fact that it is kind of what started this right like we wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for that movie i feel like
1: i definitely feel that movie was was a stepping stone but i also feel like that that film the original and it's just for me Ah, i'm just gonna get myself into trouble well, Go we, ahead. i think
0: yeah. anyone who listens to this knows where you stand you like this remake better I do. And there's a lot of people that feel that way. I think we actually had a discussion on this topic on our discord channel uh, a week or so ago. Uh, Somebody in there mentioned that they think this is one of the best remakes ever done. And a little short discussion kind of took place. And my thinking on this is that I I feel like any younger generation coming in, there are those people that have never seen the original um, that will love it right away. And there are those that will be put off by it just because of the timing, the yeah. time frame. Yeah. Um, and this movie is so much more. This 2003 remake is so much more accessible for somebody just getting into horror, in my opinion. Um, whereas yeah, that original is. <laughs>
1: whew. That's not an appetizer that sits uh, lightly in your yeah. stomach. Do you yeah. want a,
0: a meal of armadillo <laughs> fresh off the road? <laughs> yeah. That's what you're about to have. Yeah. <laughs> Uh this one though hot the, the, hot hot armadillo. This one's a lot it, it's also very uh very mean and dark. But feels fucking slick as fuck like the production is great. The yeah. friend group is much better to me. Like they the, just a the group of kids like I I'd, I'd much rather be in the in the van with these kids than fucking that first one.
1: That's part of my <laughs> My issue, honestly, with the, the original is, and I, I don't even want to say this, sent- this sentence out loud, but in, you know who is the worst character. He's the worst. In the original. And you don't
0: have him in this one. Yeah. Which sets it up. But this one has the, so this one has the suicide in the van, the girl shoots herself in the head, which is just like, oh my God, right? You don't have that in the first one. Yeah. Uh, the first one kind of just subtly leads
1: up to, uh, you know. And you have, you have who feels like a threat more than who feels like a vulnerability. Like in, in this one, you instantly feel almost like empathy, sadness, vulnerable. Whereas the first, the original, you get this weird ass guy carrying like a chipmunk sack who's like pulling random items (laughs) out of it and showing them off. And you're like, all right, I'm off put, I'm unsettled, I'm mad, I feel hot watching this, I feel annoyed, I feel confused. And in this it's like, no, there's no confusion on what you should be feeling. You should feel unsettled, sad, empathetic, and worried. Like and they do that very, very successfully by introducing that that pickup in her her, you know, suicide. Mm.
0: Dude, no doubt. Um, so once they like, I've loved Jessica Beale at this time in this movie. She's so fucking great. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Our boy. Uh,
1: oh, the sheriff. Yeah, yeah. Sheriff he, Hoyt. He's so good. Arlie
0: Ermy, dude. Yeah. He is. That guy is just like magnetic. Like you can't. You know what I mean? You can't like look away. The way he talks is perfect. Uh, the family in this one is great. I feel like Leatherface looks great in this one. Yeah. I just feel like everything, again, the production is just so slick. It looks fucking, this movie just looks great. And um, it
1: is it is a very approachable interpretation of the film. It's almost like taking like a really gruff punk band from the 70s and being like, we're going to make a pop punk band. Yeah, out here's of this Green Day. Very, yeah, exactly. exactly. dude.
0: This is the Green Day. Yeah. Uh, because this one still has, it's still a little bit rough, right? It's not like totally yeah. polished. But, man, still so scary and fucked up. Like, it doesn't take away from that.
1: Yeah. Great concept from the 70s there. But we're going to do uh, yeah. Green Day. Yeah. So people can sing along to this one. Yeah. I, yep. I feel that for sure.
0: Yeah. No, I love this one. Um, the, what else do I have to say about this one? So the original left more to the imagination, right? As far as the kills and goriness, this one was just like, let us see it all. Yeah, the original uh, does,
1: It's not really that gory. No.
0: Yeah. It's more like, it's almost like what you don't see is scarier. Uh, but this one didn't, I don't think they showed too much. I think that maybe the sequels after this one, like the beginning, and those yeah. ones kind of took yeah. it a little bit too far. But this one I feel like was a nice balance and was still very scary without going over the top. got
1: to make up for uh, what we didn't show in the sure. first uh, <laughs> yeah. segment there. Yeah. Hey McConaughey, get over here. Uh, we got some shit to solve. Yeah, honestly, yeah. oh
0: my god. But yeah, I love this one, man. Um, yeah, great. Again, pick. great I- pick. If I'm gonna pick one of the franchise to watch, it's probably gonna be this one. I agree. But I will say I'm still a fan of '74 number one for life.
1: Yeah, and I disagree. It's fine. All right, so here we go. I'm on my last one, dude. Here we go, number one worst. It's better be a good one, <laughs> dude. This. This is, like, what's that award? The Razzie Award? Yeah, the Razzie's. This is the Captain Razzie here. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, the year is 2005. Also the year I graduated (laughs) high school. Okay. Also the year I won Best Hair of my graduating class. Also the year of fucking terrible movie (laughs) and terrible remake came out. So... Yeah, apparently the mid 2000s was like oh, the worst. Yeah. Well, I think it was the era where it was uh okay, cool, like people care about horror. Uh we, we got to turn them off. We <laughs> How do we get the, how do we get them less engaged? <laughs> well, I feel like Amityville Horror came out around this time, mm. which was a huge like smashing Great smashing remake. success. And I feel like everyone was like, "Oh, cool, like we can do some of this other yeah. stuff like uh <clears throat> This movie and uh, most of them were flops, but 2005 Rupert Wainwright's version of the classic John Carpenter film, The Fog. Something on my radar it looks like a fog bank and it's moving straight toward us. What kind of fog moves against the wind.
0: Elizabeth, what's wrong? I keep seeing horrible things happening. Please.
1: Okay. So shitty. So this movie is starring Tom Welling, Maggie Grace, Selma Blair, and you know, I like if I could dude, marry, I know someone who's
0: not my wife and Alexandria Daddario, it would be this gal. Love her, dude. I. <laughs> And this movie sucks. This movie sucks. Wait, did Cheaper by the Dozen 2 come out before <laughs> or after this? I, I don't know. I say that because the main actor, yeah. whatever his name is.
1: yeah. So, a thickness. Cheaper Mist, by the Dozen 2 is a better movie. Than I would Mist. rather watch that yeah. than this. Uh, this. This, so the uh, remake of Nightmare on Elm Street and this took me collectively, I think, probably... Like I had on my uh, Amazon Fire Stick remote, I think I hit the select button probably fourteen times between these two movies. So an average of seven attempts per film to f- to actually finish them. Okay,
0: so yeah, this is a tough one.
1: So, a thick mist full of <clears throat> vengeful spirits haunts a prosperous island town off the coast of Oregon as its inhabitants try to learn their town's dark secret in order to stop it. This movie sucks buttholes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's just really bad. The worst of the bunch. The writing is terrible. The, so the original film I love so much, that introductory sequence, Carpenter does a masterful job of creating isolation and, uh, atmosphere and setting right you go through the gas station the pumps are running uh bottles are rattling uh so you're sweeping through all of the the town and you feel that isolation you feel that uh that sense of um of solemnness of 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 dread of of discomfort this movie is like Starsky and Hutch, man. Like that in, in, in the original, when they're out on the seagrass and those, those guys are drinking and they're listening to Stevie Wayne and they're having mm-hmm. that banter mm-hmm. and that discussion like that feels authentic and genuine and kind of like almost fun. Whereas here the equivalent to that is 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 this hokey-ass, like, it feels like you're watching Piranha 3D. Yeah. This dude who's the accessory out with his buddy trying to, like, get a, a foursome going on. Like, it's just so <laughs> cheap and, like, ridiculous. <laughs> oh, the it, fishing. Wait, is the guy from uh, Hatchet in this? I, I don't know if that's him, but if it isn't, it should be. Like, yeah. it's basically okay. that. But that like hatchet is at least a little self-aware where this is trying to be serious. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like this is just, it's fucked. Um, and the, and the writing is so, so bad, uh, when he's driving through town and they, they try and take one liners from the original of like, Oh, Hey, are you weird? Yeah. You know, I am weird. Uh, the Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Atkins, uh, discussion banter, tries to translate here where 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 he's picking her up on a a dark road and she's been gone for 6 months and uh <laughs> she's wearing like a hat like a newsie which is weird she is and she like hat. jumps in the truck and she's like hey dave or whatever she calls him she's like make sure you open a door for lady next time like the writing is awful the timing is awful the pacing is awful the photography is all like the entire time I'm watching this. I'm just I'm pissed and my blood pressure is raising just talking about it. Yeah. And thinking about it. Um, and the CGI again horrifying and the ending of this movie. Is. Uh, I can't even formulate a real life sentence, not only on like what actually happens, versus how visually what actually is happening is being displayed because like what actually happens is kind of cheap and annoying. And the visual demonstration of this, like kind of stupid and ridiculous idea is manifesting while your, your brain is trying to cope with and, uh, and interpret and understand, Oh my God, they just ruined one of my favorite movies. And also visually I'm being punched again in the neck over and over again because this looks unbelievably terrible and it's just not good so for me yeah. this is the worst of the bunch don't don't touch the fog don't just don't touch the movie it's too too good as it is
0: yeah that's a hard one to oof
1: and uh they they blew it
0: do you think my uh number one's gonna be here
1: like <clears throat> well, any guesses i didn't want to blow it in in presuppose, but like i think the, Am- the amityville horror that i mentioned would be a good one
0: yeah, no, that's a great one. That's not it. Um, that's actually one that was one of my runner up, runners-up for sure. Yeah. It's um, it'll make perfect sense when you hear this. So, our buddy Tom returns to his hometown on the 10th anniversary of the Valentine's Night Massacre that claimed the lives of 22 people. Instead of a homecoming, Tom finds himself suspected of committing the murders, and it seems like his old flame is the only one that believes He's innocent. This is My Bloody Valentine 3D from 2009.
1: Exactly what did you see? Something was following us. This is the most horrific event this town has ever seen. Authorities are calling this the Valentine's Day Massacre. In the town of Harmony something unexplainable. Love is happening. Come here, you better
0: check this out. What is it? This January
1: ah! Ah! Prepare to witness. What do you want? The most frightening. Ah! 3D motion picture event to tear through the screen.
0: Um, remake of the original 1981 film, My Bloody Valentine. Love, love, love this movie. Yeah, this movie's good, man. This is uh, one of those, so I do prefer the original, but love this remake almost just as much. So much fun to watch. Um, I feel like all the characters are great. I love the Axel and Tom switch agree. perfect uh, twist. Um this takes place in I guess the major difference is this place takes place in Harmony PA and not Valentine's Bluff. Um Jamie King. I love Jamie King. Back to cheaper the cheaper by the dozen too. <laughs> um she as Sarah is fucking <laughs> so good. I feel like when, like when I watch this and then go back and watch the original I feel like she did such a good job as Sarah. Um, The love triangle is kind of still there. This one is a little more jumbled up because Axel, who's the sheriff of the town now, is seeing a uh, girl on the side. And she's pregnant, which is just, oh,
1: man. He's a shitbag. He's a shitbag.
0: And one of my favorite parts of this movie actually is at the end when he's like, listen, I'm a piece of shit. You can divorce me if you want to. But get out of the fucking truck yeah. with that dude. Because um, right there, you know, like, he's, he's, he's yeah. serious. He's yeah. laying it
1: out. Yeah. I, I think, love
0: this movie, dude. One of my favorite grocery store scenes. You know how we love the grocery uh, store. This is one of my favorite ones. Get me in there. And I love, I, I feel like um, Harry Warden is still phew, so good in this one. And this one definitely has some CGI. It's got the, you know, the 3D thing going on. So
1: yeah, I think it's, it's more to play to that. than
0: Exactly. Like, yeah. It never comes off as like super cheesy. It comes off as like, okay, yeah. um, you, we had a Halloween party in Kent. And I don't know oh if you rented God. this movie
1: or bought it or what. My buddy, our, Sadat, yeah. he, brought, he brought a copy of it and we watched it. like. He said, so before everybody showed up, we put it on
0: and he was like, we're going to watch this all night. And he would not. He he doesn't drink, so he was the one monitoring, like... Yeah. That movie was never not on. Never not on. <clears throat> so, this came out what year? 2009.
1: Okay, so for the CGI to be better in this movie than in 2011's Fright Night? It's unacceptable. It's un... I agree. Fucking acceptable. Yeah.
0: Completely. I'm t- dude, I'm telling you, Jurassic Park CGI is better than fucking Fright Night. Night. Yeah. It
1: just is. So... Oh, I'm with you. And I feel like the original My Bloody Valentine captures a certain place in time successfully and is able to make you feel kind of a certain way with the camaraderie of the environment. And I feel like this one, this film, this remake is able to do that successfully in a relevant and topical way for its specific time. So definitely I I, am. totally with you on and this I love, I, I love this movie
0: i love the set designs i love all the different kills like that when irene is in that hotel uh
1: um, yeah, pre- present yeah, yeah.
0: day yeah with um what's that guy's name todd farmer that is uh, that's one of my favorite scenes like there's so much going on in that scene you know you have yep. him going into the truck her butt naked out there like put yeah. some clothes on yep. um and then you have her going back into the hotel being chased by uh, Harry and like that scene when like she's holding the bed frame. frame, Yeah. yeah. So good, dude. Like it's just so scary. Um, but I, you know, like watching those characters from the beginning. So you have that beginning scene when they're, you know, at high schoolers or whatever, then you bring us back all these years later. And I just, I love all the characters. Um, I love the town. Fucking town is great. You have the guy from roadhouse, Tom Adkins, (laughs) Jensen Ackles, just like fucking, Ton of great actors and actresses in this one. Um and
1: you could tell this is one of those movies you hear about uh filming filming horror films and how it's a lot of fun and filming comedies is like a nightmare. Uh you could tell yeah that this was probably just a blast like to be on set. Oh, it had and, to be so fun. Yeah. I'd love to just be a fly on the wall and just even watch everybody else have fun. Yeah, you know.
0: Todd Farmer, uh the guy that I was talking about that Trucker, um, he is the writer of the movie. He had a lot to do with the. He was helping with the effects. Like the, if you have the Blu-ray and you haven't watched the special features, you have to watch them. Like they're so entertaining and so so good. Yeah, so knowledgeable. Um, yeah, man, I love this movie. I watch it. This is right up there with like Halloween for me. Where like I will watch this movie probably thirty times in the month of February. You know what I yeah. mean? It's always on. I can fall asleep to it, eat breakfast to it, eat dinner yep. to it. The kids cannot be anywhere near this movie. <laughs> no, um, no, no. Because this movie does not hold back on the gore either. Like it's great. It's so this movie's so fun. And uh the characters are great. Like I said, Tom Atkins is amazing and everything. And it I came loved, out in like, a
1: time that was like, you know, gore could easily be very, very CGI'd and yeah. avoidable, you know.
0: I love how the town has like you know like their own like little secret council like they're holding on to the secret about killing Harry, yeah, um, yeah. As, you know like the town elders I'll call them. Yeah, and uh, I don't know I love that now they all kind of go off one by one. Great, it, it's hard, it's very hard as we're noticing here to do a remake, well, and for horror fans of the original movie to love it. This is a movie that I feel like. I don't know that I've ever talked to anybody that loves My Bloody Valentine the way we do that doesn't love this remake.
1: I agree, man. Great pick. Very good pick. This was a great topic. I feel like we had a lot of fun here. I think uh, we're going to have a part two of this in some capacity, whether it's on Patreon or whether it's uh, another episode that we air. Uh, but I definitely I, like the idea of switching roles. Yeah, dude, I have. I have a few top of mind uh, right now that i think would be on my list that yeah. were not on yours i most and certainly same yeah yeah so i'd love to to further the the conversation for sure and then
0: we would love to hear your guys
1: opinions as well yeah so let drop, us know drop some some notes uh, on social media our primary platforms instagram but we are also on facebook instagram and the slash rap um on all platforms at horror dads so uh feel free to hit us up also, if you like the show, please uh, give us a review um, on Spotify or Apple podcasts, wherever you listen, helps the, uh, the algorithm and, and other people find us. So that would be amazing. You know what else helps the algorithm? Buying a t-shirt. Yeah. That helps our algorithm because we yes are even more motivated to, to I do mean, giveaways. Yeah. And Jamie and I just talk so much throughout the week and we get so excited from the engagement from you all and um, you guys talking with us motivates us to talk to one another even more frequently and, and talk about more content. So, uh, please keep it up. Please keep supporting us. And, and thank you so much. Uh, we love you guys and we've got a lot of great stuff coming up.